0: Good morning, friends. Are we live? I bet we're live. Thanks for tuning in. Mog Farts Podcast Episode 3. It's 7.30 a.m. on Saturday, January 29th, 2022. My how the years fly by. Time marches on, as that old country western song says. Hope you all are having a lovely day. I know I am. This has been In a lot of ways. The dream winter for me. I moved my mic a little. Sorry for the noise there. The dream winter. Wow, it's been great. So much exploration. So much adventure. So many friends. New friends. Old friends. Great dog. Great lady in my life. Things are on the up and up. Up and up. And... You know how life goes when things are on the up and up. You start to get cocky. You start to get confidence. Maybe cocky is the wrong word. Maybe overconfident. And then next thing you know, you're encouraging the entire community to boycott the local newspaper. And profit-driven, propagandist, PR company, Teton Media Works. We're going to get into that later. But first, let's talk about fun things. Fun things. It's not very fun to have a hyper commercialized media empire, media monopoly in a lot of ways. Lie to your community, terrorize the youth, and so forth over the last couple years. So let's not focus on that right away. Let's focus on the good news. Like I said before, this has been a dream winter. It's kind of it's interesting. Up north in Jackson Hole, you know, I'm down here in beautiful Alpine, Wyoming, up north in Jackson Hole uh people are paying 180 dollars a day to go ski at Jackson Hole Mountain Resort and if the conditions we saw at the natural selection tour which was going on last week are any well we know the snow is just atrocious up there in Jackson Hole right now i feel really bad for them down here star valley salt what is it salt river range palisades Snake River Range, Caribou Range, Wyoming Range. Things are pretty good. Haven't had a lot of snow this winter, but persistent high pressure. Yesterday we were billy around on ridges and rock out crops that I would never explore midwinter. But we haven't had any snow for three weeks. Nice and cold. Great time for true adventure and exploration. And surfing through perfect surface horror, sugar, sugar snow, about a foot of sugar snow up there, absolutely just delightful adventures, pretty excited I got to to snowboard, you know, I've been skiing and snowboarding this winter because a guy who uh, I've looked up to since I was a little kid, well, since I was like a teenager, like 14, 15, growing up in Winona, Minnesota, I remember we'd go hang out at the local bike shop adventure cycle, and ski and they were a Burton dealer back in the, you know, back in the days when there were hundreds, literally hundreds of new snowboard manufacturers out there and they were a Burton dealer. So we had a local Burton snowboards hookup. My brothers were working at the bike shop, so they got discounts on stuff and I'd love going in, hanging out. I was introduced to so much culture, music, just a way of living at the local bike shop i remember picking up the excuse me boogers in the nose remember picking up brian Agucci, pro model snowboarder back in the day shredding that in the coffee mill ski area big bold beckoning coffee mill ski area wabasha minnesota highest vertical drop south of the porkies if you're in the midwest and you want a little adventure Head on over to Coffee Mill. Bet you could talk to Nano Woodworth. I think he's got some property up at the top. You could uh, maybe get in with Nano Post up there and ski your heart out of Coffee Mill. But the Brian Agucci Pro model last summer was down surfing the launch counter as I so often do. Ran into Brian. We had a great talk and he agreed to trade me one of his prototype pro model split boards from Arbor for uh, some work on his awesome F-350 camper truck. So that's what we did. I spent a day, we spent a day hanging out and working on his truck and I got a I got a split board bindings and skins out of it straight from the Gucci himself. Lucky me. Lucky, lucky me. And got to go shredding with him one day this winter, show him a, a new zone. We've been riding out here that we have affectionately called the holy grail i've been out there man way too well not way too many times probably 15 times in the last three weeks i think i've skied every day skied or snowboarded every day except one in the last three weeks and today i'm excited to go out going out shredding with jake urban great guy in his 50s uh my good friend andrew komenak Who's 19? 19, 19-year-old 19 kid, protege, uh, showing him around the backcountry. He's teaching me how to do tricks. He's a lot better at tricks than me, at least on skis. I'm sure I could take him on a snowboard. And today we got this guy Drew, Drew Heard coming out too. If you go on YouTube and and uh, look up snowboarder triple backflip, the first the first result you'll find is Drew back in high school uh, attempting. And he gets it around. He doesn't land it, but attempting a triple backflip on a snowboard uh, back before that was a thing. I, well, maybe I think people were doing triple corks back then. But Drew, will just say if you watch the video, you can see that Drew really gave her. He really committed, and uh, it's good to see that. It's good to see people really put their put their all into it really commit to it so i'm looking forward to skiing with those guys today gotta get this podcast uh, in the can so i can go explore hang out hoot and holler laugh enjoy life get some exercise feel like you're floating through outer space with a billion points of light shimmering as the surface or crystals Splash up all around you, make the most amazing noise. So, I'll be doing that today. I'll be thinking all y'all while I'm out exploring another new zone. I haven't named this one yet, but we will. Another great part of the adventuring this winter is going out with my dog, Loki dog, new dog. He's about two, he's almost two, and he is a bona fide powder hound. I used to love skiing with my little white mexican street dog maestra who saved my life when i was kind of down and out out of money out of stoke abusing substances like alcohol and uh living on a little 40 year old 27 foot long five thousand dollar sailboat down in baja having maestra with me you know i was alone then at that point in my voyage which is damn near 11 12 years ago now man time flies but had my astra up until she died at about age 14 and uh, used to love skiing with her going out skiing with loki flashbacks to those days out with a white dog out with my astra uh, best dog i've ever known and loki he's a He's a contender. He's still a pup, so he'll figure it out. What else? Hopefully, this is broadcasting properly. Hopefully, we're getting a good signal. I need a new computer. This one is probably six, seven years old. I got a laptop that's like five or six years old, and both of them have hit the stage where Windows is always trying to update them. iTunes always updating. I don't even use iTunes. I should uninstall that, but they're all spammed up. I don't want to get a, a Windows computer, though. don't really want an Apple either. They seem a little overpriced. But Windows, I don't want to support uh, Microsoft. I don't want to support Bill Gates. That guy, man, made his billions. Well, he came from billionaire family, big old money, West Coast Seattle, Federal Reserve, eugenics, and Planned Parenthood family. The apple doesn't fall too far. Too far. The apple does not fall too far from the tree. But Bill, this book I'm reading now, book I would recommend to all y'all. So it goes a little deeper into the geopolitical implications of the pandemic, COVID-19, and the global predators. We are the prey. Written by Peter Bregan, M.D., and Ginger Ross, M. Bregan, M.D., husband and wife team, with introductions by Peter McCullough. If you haven't seen him on the Joe Rogan podcast, you should check him out. Uh, Elizabeth Lee Vlier, who I need to research more. I hadn't heard of her until this book, but she's on the cutting edge of ethical, brave doctors trying to save lives and save humanity from all this bullshit. And Vladimir Zev Zelenko, MD, the uh, Orthodox Jewish MD from upstate New York, who in the early days of the pandemic put out the Zelenko protocol of hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, redoxycycline, antibiotics, and good old-fashioned zinc. It wasn't, you know, we know now that the reason Dr. Zelenko put that protocol together is because back when SARS-CoV-1 hit in China, a disease that was much more deadly... They were treating SARS-CoV-1 with hydroxychloroquine in China. So Dr. Zelenko said, Well, this worked then. Let's let's try it here. And he had amazing results. Of course, that's been censored by the so-called scientific establishment, by Profiteer and Big Pharma, by the Bill Gates, Klaus Schwabs, and Tony Fauci's of the World, and even by our local newspaper, the Jackson Hole Daily and the Jackson Hole News and Guide. Which is why I'm calling for their boycott now. But this book, fascinating. I didn't know too much about this. Uh, the Cepi, C E P I. Um, basically, back in like 2017. You know, I'm on page 244 of this book now. Back in 2017, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, Tony Fauci, World Economic Forum. They were already planning this. They'd already. It was already well in the works. They'd already gotten the FDA to change laws surrounding emergency use authorization of medications and vaccines and experimental mRNA gene altering therapies that also come from a needle. But yeah, several years before the pandemic, you know, there's that infamous video of Tony Fauci saying the next administration will experience the public health crisis well he knew because he was planning it i'm going to read you a short little excerpt from page 245 of covid19 and the global predators we are the prey after this whole chapter laying out sepi and gates's foreknowledge of the pandemic dreadful conclusions we were stunned to discover that Bill Gates and his world consortium of global predators were already implementing Operation Warp Speed before Trump's inauguration and three years before the pandemic virus was released from China in China from the Wuhan Institute. Gates made the announcement of his already ongoing vaccine investments and programs like CEPI in January 2017. Okay, so they were already... Well, you know, they were already well on their way in 2016 because they announced it all in 2017. Less than four weeks after the FDA's announcement of the emergency use authorization new laws that would make it legal to rush medications and vaccines through a fast paced FDA process that did not actually lead to a full approval of safety or efficacy. Gates denounced all of this at Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum, tying his work directly into Schwab's evolving as yet unnamed concept of the Great Reset. There is no longer any reason to think about a conspiracy theory. This has become documented history. Operation Warp Speed, previously identified with Donald Truck, sprang from the rapacious mind of Bill Gates and the pharmaceutical industry so good book highly recommended i think uh if i was going to recommend books on the pandemic i would recommend robert f kennedy jr's book first this book second um joseph mccola's the truth about covid 19 another excellent book judy mikovitz's trifecta of plague books are also good I would not recommend Alex Berenson's Pandemia, and I certainly do not recommend The Codebreaker hagiography of Jennifer Dudna. But I'm trying to read from a wide variety of sources, get as well rounded and informed of an opinion as possible, as well rounded and informed a perspective as possible. And so, yeah, I need a new computer, but I ain't getting a Windows one, I'll tell you that much. One group of people that are not, they are not trying to get a well-rounded perspective on the pandemic are the folks at Teton Media Works, our local media monopoly here in Idaho, serving Northwest Wyoming, Southeast Idaho. And I've reached out to them several times over the last year, written letters to the editor. I offered everybody on their staff a free copy of Robert F. Kennedy jr's new bestselling book. Nobody got back to me. So the gloves are off and I'm calling for a boycott of their business and their so-called newspaper profit or products. Why? Because shameless profit-driven paper-wasting propagandists lie to us and exploit our Idaho communities. I think we should shut them down by hitting them where they hurt, where it hurts, their wallets and reputations. I put this one out yesterday, sort of a rush job on the uh, on the last edits there, so I'm going to go in here to my dashboard and get this uh, oh, there's some drafts. 791 views, that's pretty good. But uh, we need to get this word out more, so I'm going to read this one to you all. I know, you know, it sucks. So many people, our jobs, you know, my job to some extent, involves sitting in front of the computer. This article, I spent at least 40 hours working on it. At least 40 hours in front of the screen over the course of a week. And uh, it's a lot of work. It's funny, I can make a, I made a, yeah. 26 second long video about uh, Neil Young singing a little Weird Al Yankovic-esque spoof on old man in the wake of Neil's attempts to censor Joe Rogan, his botched attempts to censor Joe Rogan. And that one got 42,000 views on TikTok, a lot of views on Facebook and uh, Insta, Instagram as well. So, it's funny, you can spend 26 seconds, or you know, I was just skiing up a mountain, singing, singing, coming up with goofy lyrics, and then I spent 26 seconds making a video, another minute posting it, and wham, 41,000 views. Even though I can't sing, couldn't sing my way out of a paper bag, but I can write. I spent over 40 hours working on this, and uh, We'll see, if we, we'll see if we hit 10,000. I hope we will. I hope people listen to this, too. Let's go. Let's boycott T-Town Media Works by Max Mogan, published yesterday. Over two weeks ago, the Supreme Court voted 6-3 to shoot down federal jab men. It's targeting American businesses and workers. This is huge news with massive consequences, but the Jackson Hole Daily and Jackson Hole News and Guide Failed to report on it until yesterday, when a short blurb in their business section finally made mention of it. Instead of letting Idaho locals about, instead of letting Wadaho locals know about our legal and human rights to medical privacy, Bada La Tommy, man, I'm tripping over my words this morning. Instead of letting Idaho locals know about our legal and human rights to medical privacy, bodily autonomy, and freedom of choice. The local paper instead uses their incessant COVID coverage to spread fear and further divide Americans by color and creed with absurd AP reprints like new conservative target race as a factor in COVID treatment. Instead of highlighting this historic Supreme Court ruling affecting us all, the local Teton Media Works, that's the parent company for the Daily News and Guide, the local Teton Media Works newspapers obsess over the race of Biden's new Supreme Court nominee with reprints like Biden, ready for long overdue pick of black female justice, and Biden promised a black female justice. Apparently, Teton Media Works is more concerned about the skin color of our leaders than the content of their characters or the policies they enact. For example, recently prominent leaders in places like England, Ireland, and New York called for an end to COVID restrictions and a return to normalcy, but so far we haven't read anything about that in local profit-driven paper-wasting Teton Media Works products either. Instead, the front page of their latest Jackson Hole Daily Weekend Edition showcases the played-out inconsequential murder-suicide saga of Brainwash, Brian Laundry and Smalltalk, Gabby Petito. That front page also reminds readers to order their free taxpayer-funded at-home COVID test from Uncle Sam and recommends readers head on down to Teton Motors to buy a new Subaru Outback. Of course, Jackson Hole Daily's Teton County COVID DUMO meter is still pinned on high and remains prominently displayed on the front page of every edition. For months, this fear mongering has seemed absurd, but it can currently be justified. Teton County recently led the nation in per capita positive PCR tests. Never mind CDC stats stating that 91.4% of Teton County residents are fully vaccinated with the so called safe and effective COVID injections. Never mind the good news that local and statewide hospitals are currently operating well below capacity, with five of six ICU beds open in Teton County. All four ICU beds open in Lincoln County, and 91 of 136 ICU beds open statewide. Never mind the great news that the Omicron variant is generally about as severe as the common cold, and that Wyoming's COVID-related death rate continues to decline despite highly suspect CDC death reporting standards and blatantly unethical financial incentives to reward reporting deaths as COVID-related. Sadly, Teton Media Works newspapers never tell us the good news about COVID nor make any mention of the indisputable fact that the vault and curative PCR tests used to keep Teton County living in perpetual fear have been proven, proven to yield misleading, false, positive results. Teton Media Works also fails to acknowledge how the new Tests to stay mandates, pushing repetitive PCR testing on unvaccinated students and teachers might be further skewing the statistics locally. The wise editors at Teton Media Works know that Idaho's highly educated residents would rather learn more details about the tragic case of domestic violence involving two dead East Coast kids who used to live in a van together Instead of discussing how two years of mass-mediated pandemic propaganda has directly and negatively affected our lives, community, country, and planet. Last weekend, while the Jackson Daily gave us more front-page Gabby Petito gossip, at least 35,000 Americans marched on D.C. to defeat the mandates a four-hour live stream of speakers at the event is extremely informative and i got links you know if you're watching this broadcast realmaxmogren.substack.com you can click on all these links i got any there's a lot of links in this article i tried to source it very well at the uh, defeat our mandates march seventeen thousand doctors and scientists signed on to this declaration Click the link presented at the event. And I got a great, the poster for the event is beautiful. Defeat the mandates in American homecoming. They got the uh, United States geographical outline made up of the words vaccinated, unvaccinated, Democrat, Democrat, Republican, independent, Americans of all races, backgrounds, religions, united, we stand in peace. We march January 23rd, 2022, Washington, D.C. Defeat the mandates, D.C. com. Thank you to everybody that took part in that, organized it. Robert F. Kennedy, Children's Health Defense, JP, the comedian, presented there, America's Frontline Doctors, COVID Critical Care Alliance, and so many other folks. Thank you so much for all your hard work. You're here as you're saving lives. Sadly, I doubt we will see much coverage of the unifying, empowering, peaceful Defeat the Mandates March in local Teton MediaWorks products. And I'm confident, I'm confident that any Teton MediaWorks coverage we do see will demonize these credentialed doctors, reputable scientists, and concerned citizens standing for health, safety, freedom choice and informed consent by labeling them as anti-vaxxers, conspiracy theorists, Russian trolls, disinformation agents, racist conservatives, and or domestic terrorists spreading dangerous medical misinformation. In reality, as opposed to media propaganda, Actual terrorists try to control others through fear, intimidation, guilt, shame, deception, censorship, and threats, like the no-jab-no-job mandates that the Supreme Court recently shot down. Legitimately dangerous medical misinformation puts pharma profits over the health of people. Censors dissenting doctors and scientists, suppresses safe, effective, affordable treatments, and pushes unsafe, ineffective, experimental gene-altering injections upon the entire population, including innocent children, at little or no risk of bad COVID outcomes. We can't say the same about the jabs. By now, we all know where Teton MediaWorks stands on the spectrum between freedom-loving patriots and bona fide domestic bioterrorists spreading fear and division. As I write this, a massive freedom convoy of Canadian and American truckers opposed to jab mandates is attempting to shut down the border and Canadian capital. Mainstream publications say they are several hundred truckers taking part in the protest. Got a typo there I got to fix. Eyewitnesses claim that one of the convoys is over 40 miles long and contains tens of thousands of trucks. There has been no mention of this ongoing peaceful act of civil disobedience in Teton Media Works publications either. Over the last two years, countless doctors, scientists, concerned citizens, and even several nations have helped share suppressed truths, save millions of lives, and end the pandemic by promoting proven at-home COVID treatments and assorted immunity-boosting measures. Absurdly and shamefully, Teton MediaWorks has not found any, they have not found any of that information worth sharing with our White communities. Instead, Teton MediaWorks has spent the last two years sowing fear, division, and disinformation, while profiting, all the while profiting, by pimping out our communities via their mountainous output of print media. Teton MediaWorks COVID coverage has been woefully incomplete, inaccurate, biased, and has incessantly pushed for mandatory testing, mandatory masking, and even mandatory experimental injections. Teton MediaWorks has repeatedly promoted so-called solutions which do much more harm than good while completely ignoring the actual solutions that have effectively ended the pandemic and saved the lives of countless vulnerable people elsewhere. Town MediaWorks has stifled and suppressed legitimate dialogue on the topic. When County Commissioner Epstein started asking the right source of questions Hello? and calling for an end to the local mask mandate, Town MediaWorks ran him through the ringer. When encouraged to explore alternative perspectives and correct course, Teton MediaWorks employees ignore letters to the Jackson Hole News and Guide editor and double down on their easily debunked narratives. When Jackson Hole News and Guide staff were offered complimentary copies of a number one on Amazon, New York Times, and Wall Street Journal bestselling book, RFK Jr.'s The Real Anthony Fauci when they were offered complimentary copies to help broaden their perspectives on COVID, none of them even bothered to reply to those emails. I know because I made that offer. I sent those emails. I wanted to buy that book for them. They have had two months to respond to my offer, but they apparently have no interest in exploring perspectives that might contradict their own editorial opinions. T-Town treats the word of indoctrinated vaccine-pushing pediatrician Travis Chicken Little riddle like gospel. And even more absurdly, they have entrusted a 20-year-old college kid recently transplanted from Boston to misinform our community about COVID. And we got a picture of uh, their COVID experts, T-Town Media Works COVID coverage experts. 20 year old college student Evan Robinson Johnson I reached out to this kid I sent this kid a lengthy email welcoming him to the world of journalism because he's he's a pretty good writer he's not a he's not bad at researching journalizing whatever doing journalist stuff but he's 20 20 year old kid here we are. The newspaper servicing one of the wealthiest and most influential counties in the nation. It is the wealthiest, wealthiest county per capita in the nation. And all they can afford is a 20 year old kid with no college degree to inform our community about COVID. So there you are, Evan. Tried to give you a chance, gave you several months, but you know, there's lives on the line. So I'm calling you out, bud. Jackson newton Guide and parent company Teton Media Works shamefully tasked this youngster with informing our community about the most important issue affecting us all in myriad ways since March 2020. Teton Media Works has at least 65 employees, yet most of their COVID coverage has been written by a recent transplant college kid with no degree, no credentials relatively little life experience, and no expertise on medical matters. Locally and globally, the official narratives and responses to COVID have caused far more damage than the disease itself. Teton MediaWorks has fallen into a lockstep with the destructive propaganda, which cost so many Americans their lives, stifled childhood development empowered big pharma derailed our democracy contributed contributed to record drug overdoses and deaths of despair led to rampant inflation and destroyed countless small businesses and livelihoods while funneling an unprecedented amount of wealth to the so-called elites and as a little aside if you want more info on that read this new book, well, it's not that new. It's been, I think it's from August. COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey by Peter and Ginger Bregan, Peter and MD. They've written extensively on all sorts of issues, and uh, they, they don't pull any punches. Sadly, Idaho locals, locals right here in Teton County, Lincoln County, Teton County, Idaho, have died avoidable deaths because Teton MediaWorks and regional healthcare businesses failed to follow the real science. They trust the capital dollar sign science instead, and they shamefully put profit over people and propaganda over truth. Idaho locals have battled extended illnesses without easy access to safe, affordable effective treatments, largely because local media and healthcare providers continue to pretend that those treatments do not exist. Many, perhaps even most locals, if we can trust the official statistics, perhaps even most locals, have received ineffective experimental injections with no long-term safety testing in part because Teton Media Works incessantly pushed those jabs upon our communities for over a year now. And all locals, all Idaho locals, have suffered unnecessary fear, uncertainty, and division exacerbated by Teton Media Works' handling of the situation. Sadly, our local newspaper has devolved into a propaganda rag pushing a blatant profit generating and power consolidating agenda. When the new Nuremberg trials get underway, I hope that they will be held accountable for their complicity in extortion, bioterrorism, medicalized murder, and literal crimes against humanity. All of this prompts an obvious question. Why does anybody support a local media monopoly that does much more harm than good? Teton Media Works' dangerously disinformative COVID coverage is just the frosty tip atop a grand Teton of reasons why their business causes more harm than good in our communities. I think we should band together to shut them down or at the very least send them a strong message with high hopes that they will apologize for their failures and make amends with our community. Here are five reasons why, and five ways you can boycott Teton MediaWorks. I think we got six ways actually, but five reasons to boycott Teton MediaWorks. Before COVID, this was arguably, arguably the biggest one before their horrible handling of the COVID situation. Number one, Teton MediaWorks is hyper-commercialized and is leading the charge to overdevelop and exploit our Idaho communities. If you flip through a copy of the Jackson Hole Daily or Jackson Hole News and Guide, you can easily calculate that these newspapers are 60 to 70% advertising. Predominantly full page ads selling overpriced real estate and seven to 11 pages of classified ads placed by local businesses perpetually failing to find enough employees due to lack of affordable housing. These two things might be related. Nationwide, most local newspapers are struggling to survive and seek to attain an advertising ratio of 40 to 50 percent, meaning, you know, 40 to 50 percent of their content is advertising. Teton MediaWorks newspapers are thriving with a 60 to 70 percent advertising ratio and recently reported rapid growth in overall reach and paid subscriptions. On May 19th, 2021, Teton MediaWorks co-owner Kevin Olson stated that subscriptions to the news and guide were up 26% since the pandemic began and that the number of people reached per week by all Teton MediaWorks news products was up 51% year over year. Of course, I don't know how how we, we can trust those statistics, when they come from the guy that owns the business right that's like if i said oh yeah my reach is huge you should you guys should send me some free ski gear i have huge reach and it's growing by uh, x percentage year over year uh yeah it's like whatever you get it you get it you know With all these other newspapers struggling, it would be good. It would be good to see a local newspaper thriving if if they were also properly informing our community about actual solutions to the global pandemic they perpetually propagandize instead of trying to end. If you pick up any of Teton Media Works' glossy magazines like Grand Wedding... Jackson Hole magazine range, like that Teton Design and Living or some shit. They're all about those mountain modern glass and metal monstrosity cube houses, brutalist architecture, depressing, maximized your square footage on your little lot that you paid a million dollars for kind of houses. Range and Teton family, they're four, four magazines. It is hard to tell the difference in these magazines between the overt advertisements and the so-called articles. Pretty much every page of these slick magazines is intended to sell something. What are they selling? Well, in a nutshell, why do? This is not surprising to locals who are aware that Teton MediaWorks subsidiary Origin Media is a, quote, vertically integrated creative agency dedicated to providing impactful messaging and operational solutions to a diverse array of philanthropic and for-profit organizations, end quote. In plain English, that means Origin Media works within the vertically integrated Teton MediaWorks corporate structure, to craftily promote client products, services, and public relations across the spectrum of Teton MediaWorks products. Vertically integrated is an apt description. An Origin Media office is located upstairs of the Jackson Hole News and Guide offices. I imagine that local organizations employing the services of Origin Media can expect prominent and favorable coverage throughout Teton MediaWorks' fleet of media products. I think we can also assume that the same applies for organizations providing consistent advertising revenue to Teton Media Works. For example, I would wager that Teton Media Works is reluctant to criticize local healthcare providers' handling of the COVID situation while squirreling away profits from full-page ads, extolling the virtues of our exceptional exceptionally well-funded local health heroes it is no surprise that our communities are plagued by serious issues like extreme wealth inequality loss of local character rapid development an out-of-control tourism industry insane literally insane real estate speculation lack of affordable housing increasingly obnoxious traffic an epidemic of mental illness widespread alcoholism and drug addiction and an apparently endless covid pandemic when the local media monopoly profits handsomely by perpetuating by perpetuating these problems every single day Town MediaWorks' preponderance of advertising and penchant for vertically integrated client content clearly showcases where their priorities and allegiances actually lie. PR and propaganda over truth, profit over people, wealth over health, and realty over community. Reason number two to boycott T MediaWorks. TMW, I'm just going to say TMW from now on. You get it, T-Town Media Works. TMW's so-called newspapers are light on actual news and heavy on advertising and fluff. The Jackson Hole Daily would be more accurately titled the Jackson Hole Distraction. The Jackson Hole Distraction. A typical copy of the JHD contains two to four short articles written by TMW reporters. One to two pages total. One opinion page of op ed reprints. You know, they don't write this. This is just a reprint from outlets like Bezos, Washington Post. Two to three pages of business slash world news reprints from various wire services. One page of Ron Burgundy esque fluff reprints disguised as news. Ron, Bur- Ron Burgundy from Anchorman. You know, they got the. Oh, there's a new panda born at the San Diego Zoo kind of news. Well, they got a page of that in the Jackson Hole Daily every day. One page of reprinted sports news covering global sports. Two pages of cartoons, mostly reprinted syndicated comics. One page of syndicated horoscopes, crosswords, and Sudoku puzzles. Two-thirds of a page devoted to Wyoming weather. And 20 plus pages of advertisements. That breaks down to 60 to 70% advertising, 10 to 15% actual news, 6% fluff news and sports, 6% cartoons, 3% opinion pieces, 3% puzzles, and 2% weather. A typical Jackson Hole daily has two times more fluff than real news and four to five times more advertising than real news. It is no surprise that our community has been misinformed about important topics like COVID when 85 to 90% of our local newspaper is devoted to advertising and fluff. Number three, to boycott T-Town Media Works, TMW has an environmentally irresponsible business model and their hypocrisy Knows no bounds. This is a big one, too. Teton MediaWorks continuously warns us about the purported dangers of carbon pollution and pays lip service to a wide variety of environmental issues, but they are running quite literally the most wasteful and hypocritical, hypocritical business in the region. Objectively, all Teton MediaWorks really does is turn oxygen-producing life-sustaining trees into hyper-commercialized propagandistic trash. Even with top-notch recycling programs, which we have in Teton County, even with top-notch recycling programs, all paper eventually ends up being burned, which releases CO2, or rotting in a landfill, which releases methane. Paper production itself causes deforestation, uses enormous amounts of energy and water, and contributes to the pollution of our planet with toxic chemicals far more deadly than mere carbon-based greenhouse gases. Most newspapers struggle to survive largely because newspapers are an obsolete and unjustifiably wasteful medium. Generally speaking, newspapers are not worth the paper they are printed on. I guarantee you'll never see an article about that in the Jackson Hole Daily. T-Town Media Works prints up, and this is where it gets crazy. I crunched the numbers on this. This shit is mind blowing. Let's go. TMW prints up and distributes seven so-called newspapers per week. Six editions of the JHD and one edition of the JHNG. According to Teton MediaWorks, Jackson Hole News and Guide, average circulation is 6,078 copies each week. That's straight from the horse's mouth. Also, according to Teton MediaWorks, the Jackson Hole daily circulation quantity varies seasonally from 8,500 per day during sp- fall and spring to over 12,000 during peak summer visitation season. That's right, in the height of the summer, they're printing up 12,000 of these 60 to 70% advertising rags every day six days a week the daily is distributed at over 750 locations each day that is a lot of newspapers getting pumped out per day and most of them have a shelf life shorter than the fresh fresh flown into teton county's bougie neighborhood markets and sushi bars you know the daily has a shelf life of essentially Less than 24 hours. Let's crunch some numbers, shall we? Assuming an average of 10,000 Jackson Hole dailies printed per day, because they do 8,500 in the off season, 12,000 in the on season, and the on season keeps getting longer, but we'll just say 10,000. Assuming 10,000, six days per week, 10,000 per day, six days per week, 52 weeks per year, that totals to 3,120,000 copies annually. Teton Media Works' girthier Jackson Hole News and Guide Weekly contributes another 316,000 copies per year for a grand total of approximately 3,436,056 Teton Media Works newspapers finding their way into our trash cans, recycle bins, and fire pits annually. Big numbers are hard to comprehend, so let's try to visualize how tall a stack of these papers would pile up and this this is where it gets crazy actually i have a a micrometer here so i measured the paper um where are we at big numbers are hard to comprehend so let's try to visualize how tall a stack of these papers would pile up Assuming the average Teton MediaWorks paper is one-eighth of an inch thick, and it, it is, uh, this Jackson Hole Daily, it's one of the smaller ones that comes out in, uh, you know, the wintertime. In the summer, they might have a 50-page edition. This is a 32-page edition. And it clocks in at about, this one is a cheapo micrometer from Amazon, but it's clocking in at about one-tenth of an inch so you factor in that the Jackson Hole news and guide is much girthier and accounts for 10% of their, uh, newspapers and the fact that their newspapers are thicker generally in the summer season when they got more advertising, uh, one eighth of an inch per newspaper. Assuming the average T-Town media Works newspaper is is one eighth of an inch thick, a stack of their annual newspaper products, all 3,436,056 newspapers produced, a stack of their annual newspaper products would be 35,792 feet tall. That is a pile of newspaper almost seven miles high. 6.78 miles to be precise. For reference, the Grand Teton, elevation 13775, stands majestically 7,275 feet above Moose, Wyoming, elevation 6,500 feet. A stack of Teton MediaWorks annual newspaper waste standing in the Dornans parking lot would dwarf the Grand Teton, towering 4.9 times, almost five times higher than the Matriarch Mountain of our beloved Teton range. Anybody that's climbed the Grand Teton knows how far it is, 7,275 vertical feet. Well, imagine a pile of newspapers almost five times taller. Sadly, Teton MediaWorks' colossal newspaper outlet output is only a fraction of their wasteful paper use. They operate a, they operate a profitable commercial printing service and we must also factor in the mountain of glossy magazines they produce as well according to teton media works they print up 22,000 copies of range 20,000 copies of teton family and 10,000 copies of grand wedding and grand wedding annually for a grand total of 52,000 shiny new magazines destined for the landfill each year exact figures for teton media works flagship jackson hole magazine are harder to track down but the Jackson Hole Magazine Media Kit claims to have 144,000 annual readers that devote, this is, this is funny, 144,000 annual readers that devote, quote, four hours average time spent reading each issue. <laughs> if anybody out there knows a person who can legitimately spend four hours studying a copy of Jackson Hole Magazine, please send them my way. I could use someone like that to help organize the overflowing bins of random hardware in my shop. All jokes aside, it seems safe to assume that at least 150,000 copies of Jackson Hole Magazine are printed up per year because Teton Media Works claims 144,000 annual readers, and we all know you can't cough in Teton County without spewing droplets onto the crispy cover of a brand new copy of Jackson Hole Magazine. Assuming an annual output of 200,000 total Teton MediaWorks magazines and an average magazine thickness of one quarter inch, we would find ourselves in the Dornan's parking lot staring up at a shimmering 4,166-foot-tall tower of glossy paper trash alongside the stack of Teton MediaWorks newspapers soaring eight and a half times higher than that. It bears repeating that Teton MediaWorks newspapers are 60 to 70% advertisements, and pretty much every page of Teton MediaWorks magazines are devoted to selling something. The environmental impact of all this unnecessary paper waste is easy to measure, but far worse are the more elusive impacts of all that hyper-commercialized nonsense flowing through our Widaho communities every damn day. <clears throat> Think about that. Seven mile high stack of trash selling white annually. And that's just their newspapers. Reason number four to boycott t Media Works. t Media Works pretty much has a monopoly on local print and digital news media. After the Planet Jackson Hole newspaper faded away and folded up shop, Teton MediaWorks products became the only Jackson Hole newspapers with regional distribution and robust advertising revenue. The Star Valley Independent and Teton Valley News are hanging in there, but their reaches and revenues pale in comparison. For example, Teton Valley News currently has four job listings in its classified ads compared to 143 job listings in the Jackson Hole Daily Classifieds. Another example, the Jackson Hole Daily is widely available throughout Teton, Star, and Swan Valleys, but good luck tracking down a copy of the Star Valley Independent in Jackson Hole. With its horizontal integration acquisition of BuckRail, Teton MediaWorks took over their competitor local online news source. Fortunately, citizen journalists creatively utilizing social media, like yourself, are picking up the slack, but many of us are being shadow banned, deplatformed, and otherwise censored by big tech. No surprise there. Also no surprise that our communities would obviously benefit from more competition, accountability, and diversity in the local news media. Sadly, we've got a monopolistic situation on our hands and in our heads instead. We all know that monopolies are bad, but it is hard to quantify just how bad monopolies really are and how long their negative impacts can persist. For example, our grandchildren might, our grandchildren might fully comprehend how monopolistic tech companies like Google are shaping our world today. Unless, of course, Google and similar tech companies are able to twist the narrative away from widespread emergence of that awareness within our collective consciousness. There's a great recent Joe Rowling experience uh, with an expert on big tech censorship where he covers this issue. Very fascinating thought, and there's the link to it here in the article. Currently, T TOM MediaWorks' local monopoly on news media is twisting our collective consciousness away from an assortment of crucial awarenesses, including the existence of safe effective, affordable, at-home COVID treatments. Unfortunately, history provides us with an illuminating example of just how dangerous, destructive, and devolutionary monopolies truly can be. John D. Rockefeller, Standard Oil, and American Medical Association monopolies. That history is included at the end of this article for any readers with a sincere interest in breaking free from the utter madness of brought on by the many monopolies currently holding our world hostages, holding a world hostage. No S. Another typo. Number five, the last reason to boycott Teton Media Works. Teton Media Works exemplifies and exacerbates the collective insanity afflicting our Wadaho communities. Amidst advertisements for private jets and $15 million vacation homes with heated driveways, Teton Media Works incessantly tells us that we're all going to die any day now due to CO2-centric climate change. Of course, they never mentioned weather modification. They never mention geoengineering. They never mention weather warfare. That never mes- mentioned the fascinating history you can find from my friends Jim Lee and Dominic Marama over at weathermodificationhistory.com. No, in the Jackson Hole News and Guide, Jackson Hole Daily Town Media Works mentality, you can get yourself a $15 million mansion with a heated driveway and fly there on your private jet. But just remember, we're all going to die due to climate change. And CO2 is the only factor of importance in our scientific modeling. When they're not running ads, when they're not running ads encouraging the world to stay wild by vacationing in Idaho, Teton Media Works tells us to stay safe by acquiescing to mandatory masks, tests, and injections. When they're not bashing backcountry skiers for allegedly upsetting bighorn sheep, Teton Media Works drives they literally drive the overdevelopment that is truly destroying our local ecosystems. And let's not forget their seven-mile-high pile of propaganda and promotional materials they produce every year. Teton Media Works tells the rest of Wyoming it will have to learn. The rest of Wyoming will have to learn to get by without revenue from coal, oil, and gas But Teton Media Works shamelessly and endlessly promotes the most unsustainable, wasteful, and offensive industry of all. Luxury resort tourism. Well, maybe the war industry and big pharma are more offensive, but don't worry. Teton Media Works actively supports those industries too. The absurdity of it all. Boggles the mind. Teton Media Works claims to provide our communities with the news, but in reality, it is a hypocritical, profit-driven propaganda outlet spreading power-consolidating, fear-based disinformation, and a whole lot of advertisements. I might add, the introduction to this article already said as much, but it bears repeating to hammer home the point. Teton MediaWorks' COVID coverage has been extremely one-sided, biased, and misleading since the outset. Of course, Teton MediaWorks' prominent propaganda in their newspapers tells us they are committed to, and they've run this ad campaign where they they take out half-page ads to promote themselves and their values. Their prominent PR propaganda tells us they are committed to, quote, truth. It's the guiding light for all our work. Truth is the foundation for objectivity, long-lasting relationships, and greater understanding. No thanks, TMW. I'll take overstanding instead. Teton MediaWorks' failure to address safe, effective, affordable at-home COVID treatments literally killed locals and brought about untold, unnecessary suffering. Meanwhile, Teton MediaWorks tells us they are worthy of trust. It's the bond we share with our readers, community, and customers. Trust is established through journalistic excellence, professional ethics, and satisfied customers. Well, you're kind of fucking up on those accounts, TMW. Town MediaWorks COVID coverage. For example, their COVID coverage has been written by an inexperienced 20-year-old college kid from Boston. Of course, T Town MediaWorks assures us that they exude excellence we ensure the highest quality of work bringing the best expertise and resources to everything we do here we have a multi multi-million dollar company that can't find somebody to cover the COVID issue with credentials and expertise in the area they get a 20 year old college kit instead excellence indeed excellence indeed bravo Teton Media Works COVID coverage has contributed, and up in Jackson, I'm sure people will agree, Teton Media Works COVID coverage has contributed to an influx of wealthy, urban, indoctrinated, brainwashed hypochondriacs who are drastically altering the character of our communities. Don't worry, though, because Teton MediaWorks values community. We are inextricably woven into the fabric of the community, and to it, we are dependent, accountable, and move to reflect its character. I don't know about that inextricably part, boys, we'll see. Probably not, not when I'm done with you. Gloves are off. And Teton Media Works COVID coverage does not explore alternative perspectives on the pandemic, even when those narratives come from credentialed professionals with medical and scientific expertise far exceeding their own. We can chalk this up to Teton MediaWorks' impeccable record for reliability. We are Jackson Hole's most dependable news and information resource, and and valued marketing partner. Over the past sixty-four years, we've demonstrated our commitment to this responsibility. Yes, we can trust Teton MediaWorks to reliably ignore any truth. That threatens any of their excellent partnerships within the corporate community. That is what their business is designed to do. And their COVID coverage has shown us that Teton Media work clearly, clearly values profit over people, wealth over health, propaganda and public relations over truth and realty over community. So now what? Well, here are six ways we can all help boycott Teton MediaWorks. This part's short. Probably should have put this at the front of the article because most of y'all want to boycott them anyway. I'll put out a supplement. Don't worry. Six ways we can all help boycott Teton MediaWorks. Let's go. Number one, stop subscribing to the Jacksonville News and Guide and stop buying that so-called newspaper. Jacksonville news and guide Jacksonville daily are not worth the paper. They are printed on and it's certainly Jacksonville news and guide is certainly not worth the paper in our wallets and purses. Cancel subscriptions. Send a strong message. Number two, stop advertising and Teton MediaWorks products in the era of digital misinformation there. <laughs> excuse me. In the era of dis- digital information, There is absolutely no need for a local daily newspaper containing 20 plus pages of ads. There is even less need for a fleet of magazines that are essentially all ads. Local businesses have a variety of ways to promote themselves and find employees that do not involve wasting paper or spreading propaganda. And if you're going to advertise in the paper, advertise in the Teton Valley News. Advertise the Star Valley Independent. You know? Support local media. Not the local media monopoly. Number three. Stop letting Teton Media Works distribute at your business. All their magazines, all their newspapers. The Jackson Old Daily is distributed at 750 locations throughout the region every day. Ironically... Ironically, many of these businesses have been negatively affected by Teton MediaWorks' incessant pandemic propaganda. If local business owners like restaurants, bars, cafes, stores, etc., start telling Teton MediaWorks that their their products are no longer welcome, that will send a strong message. Number four, recycle Teton MediaWorks' products. Most TMW magazines and newspapers are distributed for free. As such, it is quite easy for us to help expedite their journey into the recycling bin. I got a typo there. I got to fix. Number five, encourage others to join the movement. Sharing this article on social media or via email is one easy way to get the word out. Whiteaho locals have a strong sticker game as well. We can use our imaginations and sense of humor to take down the local media monopoly. Better yet, talking with friends, neighbors, and business owners throughout the community about boycotting TMW will help us reclaim our collective grasp on reality and to retain the characters of our communities instead of falling further victim to the profit-driven propagandists at Teton Media Works. And number six, support real local media that put, truth over PR and people over profit. Instead of placing a classified ad in the Jacksonville Daily, give the Star Valley Independent or Teton Valley News a try. Your ad will get more attention when it is not lost in a sea of commercial spray. Better yet, support local independent journalists and activists who speak out on the issues that really matter. You can help inspire me and fund my efforts by clicking the button below that subscribe button on, uh, Substack, I think it's like sixty bucks a year to support me, five bucks a month. I know that times are hard up there in Jackson Hole. There's not that much money floating around, but you know what? I got one subscriber, so uh, catching up to Teton Media works. One subscriber versus six thousand seventy-eight, whatever. No ads on here, ad-free, value for value media. Support it if you feel like it. If you like the truth, you like honesty over PR, people over profit, health over wealth, community over realty, support, real media, real people, doing real work, sharing real information, real truth, based on real love. Change starts from within, and one person can make a difference. The next time you see a Teton Media Works product, I encourage you to really study it and ask yourself, is this really what we want for Whitehall? If your answer is no, recycle a stack of them, slap up some stickers, and speak up. We've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. One love, peace. So there you go. And as promised above, here is this is important. This is important, probably the most important part of the article, but it, it got so wordy, drawn out as history tends to do. A brief history, as promised, here is a brief history on the blatant badness of monopolistic business practices. Talking about John D. Rockefeller. We all know John D. Rockefeller Jr. took his daddy's billions and used it to buy up Jackson Hole a long time ago. I'm sure he got a few favors from the federal government for donating. I think it was 36,000 acres to the national park system. You know, it's kind of a double edged sword there. All in all, I think Jackson Hole has benefited from the development of a lot of protected land. It's such a beautiful place, deserves to be protected. But we can't say the same about his daddy, John D. Rockefeller Sr. Like Teton MediaWorks, John D. Rockefeller Sr. utilized vertical integration to build his standard oil monopoly. By gaining control of oil production, processing, transportation, marketing, and sales, his profits and powers grew immensely. Like Teton MediaWorks, Rockefeller also used horizontal integration to build his monopoly. Just like Teton MediaWorks bought up Buck Grail, Rockefeller bought up his competition until he owned over 90% of businesses associated with the oil industry in the United States. Throughout the late 19th century, Rockefeller utilized similar monopolistic business practices to gain control of much of the coal industry and several large media outlets. Over the decades, Rockefeller and fellow robber barons like J.P. Morgan and Andrew Carnegie became so wealthy and powerful that their influences permeated throughout government, finance, media, education, and thus society as a whole. In those relatively lawless times while the U.S. Army slaughtered and rounded up the Native Americans, the robber barons had an assortment of options to buy out or eliminate any person, politician, corporation, or organization that stood in the way of their quests for godlike powers and astronomical profits. The robber barons monopolized the corporate empires were largely built upon oil and coal profits. So around 1901, When visionary genius Nikola Tesla attempted to bring a cleaner, cheaper, better energy system online, he was promptly shut down by the robber barons. Tesla's discoveries have been suppressed for generations to protect business interests and to avoid upsetting the artificial scarcity economic system underpinning our modern civilization. To this day, the vast majority of people have been misinformed and do not realize that Tesla figured out how to tap into the gigantic battery built into our beautiful planet. Tesla developed technology to harness that energy and strove to broadcast wireless electricity too cheap to meter around the globe. You may ask yourself how all this works. Well, it's pretty easy to explain. In a nutshell, Earth itself the planet itself, Earth's crust, is the negative battery terminal. The ionosphere, high overhead, is the positive battery terminal. And lightning is the most obvious example of what happens when the air gap between those terminals gets bridged. You can prove this concept yourself at home with a car battery and metal coat hanger. Just be sure to wear rubber gloves. Or you can just ride your bike up to Dornan, sit on the deck with a margarita, and watch what happens atop the Grand Teton when a big cumulus crowd rolls through and bridges the atmospheric air gap on an August afternoon. Got a picture there of a beautiful lightning strike on the summit of the Grand Teton like so-called fossil fuels tesla's proposed energy system presented problems of its own it wasn't a perfect system the world would be drastically different tesla's proposed energy system presented problems of its own but we certainly would not be worried about carbon emissions oil spills air pollution frack fluids or endless global energy wars if if unfortunately no but if the robber barons the monopolistic robber barons like rockefeller morgan had not suppressed the free market of flourishing ideas 120 years ago the world we live in today would be drastically different if not for the influence of the oil and gas monopolies of the late 19th century fortunately in 1911 the u.s government finally broke up rockefeller's standard oil monopoly but it was one of those too little too late situations unfortunately rockefeller had an insatiable hunger for power and profit And he had already set his sights on building a much less obvious but equally dangerous destructive and devolutionary monopoly by his philanthropic contributions to american medicine by the turn of the 20th century organic chemists were fascinated by petrochemicals and had begun developing a variety of new compounds from oil rockefeller saw the potential to develop medicines from petroleum as a huge opportunity to spread his monopoly into the existing medical and emerging petrochemical industries. From a business perspective, petrochemicals were ideal because Rockefeller already controlled oil and synthetic medicines could be patented, marketed as the latest and greatest scientific advances and sold far more profitably than naturally occurring medicines. At the time, natural and herbal medicines like marijuana were the gold standard of American healthcare, and many medical colleges were teaching doctors a holistic approach to healthcare. Rockefeller, shrewd businessman that he was, realized that he w- realized that he would have to get rid of the competition to monopolize the medical industry. In 1910, right around the time the Standard Oil monopoly was getting shut down. Rockefeller hired an expert named Abraham Flexner, who submitted a report to Congress, concluding that the holistic approach to medicine was unscientific quackery. Flexner called for the standardization of medical education, whereby only the Rockefeller-funded American Medical Association, the AMA, would be authorized to license American medical schools. Congress passed new laws based on the Flexner Report just like they passed new laws about emergency use authorizations in 2017 based on uh, Bill Gates's CEPI initiative with the World Economic Forum. Clear foreknowledge of the pandemic that they planned and orchestrated and implemented and used for power, profit, and eugenics purposes. Back then, 110 years ago, Congress passed new laws based on the Flexner Report and Rockefeller joined forces with Andrew Carnegie. Together, they financed medical schools under the strict condition that these schools only teach allopathic, a.k.a. Rockefeller, medicine. Via so-called philanthropic contributions, Rockefeller and Carnegie used their wealth and power to remove any inclination towards herbal medicine, natural medicine, and holistic medicine from the curriculum of American medical schools. Rockefeller supported his growing monopoly with targeted smear campaigns in the corporate media against what was now incorrectly labeled alternative medicine. In reality, petrochemical-pushing allopathic medicine, which was the precursor to modern vaccine-pushing, drug-dealing, too-big-to-fail, big big pharma medicine, allopathic medicine was the unproven alternative to time-tested medical traditions But we all know how easy it is for experienced PR people to flip a narrative entirely on its head. Medical philosophies, techniques, and treatments which had served humanity well for decades, if not centuries, were raked through the muck of yellow journalism. And within a few years, the pill for an ill approach to medicine replaced centuries of established medical wisdom. A century ago, the brave independent doctors who did not go along with the dominant Rockefeller-Carnegie narrative were demonized, censored, unlicensed, attacked, jailed. And some were even murdered for opposing the push towards the more profitable and power-consolidating approach to the practice of medicine. Today, not much has changed aside from the growing awareness that pharmaceutical and vaccine-centric medicine is an incomplete, ineffective, and unnecessarily expensive approach at best. At worst, Rockefeller medicine is quite deadly and causes more American bankruptcies than any other industry. Very profitable and power-consolidating as well, isn't it? Which is why they're using it. Today, to try to take over the mother-loving world. It's no surprise that the propagandists at Teton Media Works are still pushing Rockefeller Medicine on our people to this day. Like Big Pharma and other monopolies throughout history, Teton Media Works puts profit over people, wealth over health, and propaganda over truth. So do you today. I say, boycott, boycott T-Top Media Works. I got to fix these typos in here before I go skiing. It is 9 a.m. That's an hour and 20 episode in the can. Thank you all for tuning in. Love all y'all. Share this one. This one's important. I put a lot of work into this one. A lot of work into that article. You know, 40 40 plus hours of work writing that article. Hmm. And I still didn't catch every typo, but in my defense, I was in a rush at the end there to get it out. It's funny how the news cycle works. You know, it's like everything, even when we're not talking about, you know, print media, how the the shelf life of a Jacksonville daily is 24 hours. For example, things move so fast. The world moves so fast. The, The statistics are always changing. The coverage in the local paper, like when I initially started writing that article, it had been 10 days since uh, the Supreme Court had shot down the federal vaccine mandate laws, forcing employers with more than 100 employees to get their employees jabbed or test them regularly. Sadly, there's still mandates, still federal vaccine mandates affecting the healthcare industry, the medical mafia. Big pharma, big insurance, big healthcare, so called healthcare, they're still forcing their employees to get jabbed. Think about what that does to the healthcare industry, right? Well, if the only people who are welcome to work in healthcare are the people who uh, have accepted their Lord and Savior Fauci into their lives and taken the Eucharist of genetically modifying uh, mRNA experimental injection. That's going to fundamentally bias medicine even more than it is today. As we saw in that article, a lot of our problems in the world today are due to the existence of monopolistic control throughout human history. And what do we have today? Well, we have guys like Bill Gates, guys like Klaus Schwab, guys like Tony Fauci, folks like the Chinese Communist Party the Biden administration, but really the, the establishment people, long story short, people are trying to get more power and profit. People are trying to build monopolies, right? The healthcare system, you think about it, the affordable care act, what they called Obamacare. It was presented to us in the papers. Like it was, I was going to make healthcare accessible to everybody, but the healthcare system's a scam. It puts profit over people, It put, puts wealth over health, it puts power, centralization, over the centrifugal distribution of power towards the periphery. It's all a scam. It's all a scam. It's all bullshit. And it's up to all of us. You know, we're here on this planet at this time for a specific reason. We've been given these technologies. We've been given this awareness. We've been given these opportunities to help each other break free from generations, generations of brainwashing like for example the fact that most people i didn't know until 10 years ago the fact that nicola tesla figured out how to tap into earth's electromagnetic potential right the sun most of the energy from the sun a good chunk of it i don't know about most i can't speak that scientifically on it without spraying bullshit but a large percentage of the energy from the sun is Indubitably, 100% factually absorbed by the upper atmosphere, the ionosphere. There's so much energy stored up there that the molecules are literally ionized, right? Like hydrogen, for example. Here at Earth's surface, hydrogen exists as H2, two hydrogen atoms married together. Up in the ionosphere, there's so much energy, those hydrogen atoms are blown apart into ions, high energy ions. the ionosphere is the positive terminal of Earth's big beautiful battery. Earth crust itself is the negative terminal. And when you see lightning that's a fine example of uh, somebody accidentally you know if you've ever worked on cars, you know yeah if you you always hook up the negative terminal first wait no 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 no. yeah I see just goes to show even when you're trying to spread the truth. You can spread misinformation. I think you always want to disconnect the negative terminal first. I got to look it up. I I don't practice that one too religiously. Long story short, you got to be careful when you're replacing a battery or disconnecting terminals in the car. Because if your wrench accidentally touches the positive and negative at the same time, or if you're disconnecting the positive terminal and you touch something metal in the car that's grounded out, to the negative terminal, you're going to have a heck of a spark. You're going to bridge the gap, bridge the gap, and that battery shorted out just like lightning shorts out. Earth's big, beautiful battery. Anyway, I was in the midst of a point there when I got off on that little scientific and not very informative uh, auto repair rant. But the point is, the point is, we've been put here on this planet at this point in time to help break through generations of brainwashing. And one way we can do that is by boycotting big pharma, boycott big media, boycott big government. There's a lot of ways you can do that. Just use your imagination. And locally, one of the best things we can do is boycott T-Town Media Works. Now I'm not opposed to the free market. I'm not opposed to products. In fact, I'm going to promote a product right now Run, run, run as fast as you can, Teton Media Works. But you can't catch me because I'm the gingerbread man. I'm so stoked. We've been skiing. Oh, while well, the Teton Media Works folks are. <laughs> hold on. While well, Teton Media Works folks are stuck in their offices, spraying propaganda, stacking cheese. I've been out back under skiing every day and uh, found these walkers made in Scotland, Scottish, pure, butter shortbread gingerbread men christmas overstock on sale for a buck a box bought them out got about 20 boxes of these to ski with they're so delicious there's so much butter in there as opposed to sugar the ingredients and i think in england they're slightly less prone to poisoning their population these scottish biscuits are delicious i'm pretty sure these are the biscuits that william wallace was using when he defeated king richard uh, ingredients wheat flour butter ingredient to butter then sugar Triacle. partially inverted sugar syrup ground ginger actually real ground ginger and they're delicious and baking soda for leavening delicious so you got a grocery store near you, and the shelves are completely bare due to the supply chain crisis. See if they got some of them Walker's gingerbread men left over from Christmas, hiding in the back on the clearance shelf. I got them for a buck a box. Sorry, I bought them out at the local Bro Limbs here in beautiful Alpine, Wyoming, but I encourage you to get some too. Every time you take a bite, say to yourself, "Run, run, run!" as fast as you can. Billy Gates. Klaus Schwab, great resetters, global elites, T-Town CNN, Biden administration. All y'all, run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. And I know today, while I'm out skiing with four good friends, I crack open a delicious box of $1.00. Walkers, Scottish, pure butter, shortbread, gingerbread men. There's eight in there. So we get two each. Four guys. Two, two gingerbread men apiece. And as we're standing around there eating delicious butter cookies at the base of the line we just skied. I'll be thanking all of you and wishing all of y'all the best. Y'all stay woke. Remember, mainstream media specifically designed to distract, divide, deceive. Deter from positive action, and so forth. What do we do? Ignore them. Boycott them. On that note, I'm out. Y'all take it easy. One love. And, of course, peace. I'm doing a show!